Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of the Multiverse Report. Tonight we are recapping the week's nerdy news from Krypton to Navarro and everywhere in between. My name is Mike Gibson. With me as always is Steve Haller. What's up, Steve? Uh, not a whole lot, weirdly. Not a whole lot at all. Well, all right. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of news going on no, out there no, this it's, week. It's pretty, um, uh, pretty sparse, but... But we're still going to talk about... We're still going to talk about it. Yeah. But we can. Um, uh, oh, I meant to look this up. I'll look at This will be great podcasting, especially yep. to start off the the show with. Oh, we'll get right into it. Um, why when I was we? looking into, we're, why wouldn't we? We're getting right into it. I was looking through our reviews because I had several people tell me after our last episode that and if you know, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that we said, if you give us a five-star review and include a recipe, we will make that recipe and eat it while yes. we're doing the podcast. Now, I, I had several people reach out to me personally saying that they were uh, loving that idea um, and that they submitted reviews, but they weren't up yet. And as I look now, they I still are see still not up. Uh, the reviews that have been there for like a long time. So still not up. And I, I looked it up. I was hoping that it was be up by tonight because I looked it up yesterday and apparently the Apple podcast app takes like a week or so to approve and review those uh, reviews. Yeah. So I guess it could just be that there's a lag on those, but we we're not trying to avoid eating anything while we're doing this we're not trying to get out of the promise that we made to you last week we that's still a hard promise no oh, absolutely they're just not up yet we don't have your recipes. so so um, if you're reading this or if you're reading right. this so i just want to give a quick update on that yeah if you're if you're reading the transcript of my voice for some reason if you're reading this where are you reading this and how <laughs> yeah um i did reach out to apple podcasts uh if you are leaving a review do not put a url in it because apparently that's what got one of them denied uh, so one, one oh. that, uh, one that both of us knew was getting left. Um, that was the reason. So, uh, right. 72 hours after you leave a review, we should be able to see it and we will subsequently figure out what's going on next week. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully we will know. And hopefully we'll be, uh, munching on some delicious, uh, foods next time we're doing this podcast. Um, if we get a five-star review attached to it, don't forget that little. Oh, absolutely. You think I'm going to eat your, uh, whatever chicken casserole with a one-star review attached to it? Hmm. No, sir. Rebob. <laughs> Won't be happening at all. <laughs> five stars are bust around um, here. So yeah, this is the multiverse report. That's right. Uh, thank you for, uh, joining us. If you're watching or if you're listening, um, we are sponsored by Funky Town Comics in the village of Camillus. Funky Town Comics is also sponsoring Collectors Con, Syracuse Collectors Con, March 16th and 17th at the Great New York State Fair Horticulture Building. We'll be there. You should be there too. Get your tickets now. Um, and also just want to say before we really dive in here that our interview with G. Willow Wilson is still up. Still 
um, available for you to listen to um, or watch. Really, yeah. could do either. Read. Wait, so, no. Uh, no, no. That's the one thing that you can't do. Um, but all right, we have a we, we not a huge week of news like we already um, mentioned at the top. Um, but we got to start off with something uh, sad, a bit of a bummer, uh, as we lost somebody that was um, pretty well known within the uh, genre community, the nerd community. Carl Weathers, um, former football player turned actor, Carl Weathers, um, passed away this past week at 76 years old. He was known for his iconic film roles in Predator. Um, he played Apollo Creed in the Rocky films. He's also uh, hilarious in Happy Gilmore. Uh, He's shows. also in a lot of TV shows, including Arrested Development and The Mandalorian. Uh, I also read in, um, I think it was the Variety article that was um, eulogizing him, that he had a part in uh, Close Encounters of a Third Kind. And I uh, I've that. seen that movie a bunch, but I do not remember Carl Weathers being in that movie. Hmm. Seems... Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. And yeah, Steve, I am also seeing like a delay. Um, it's not just you. I don't know if we're we're just off tonight for some reason. I don't know. So sorry if it affects the audio in any way. I think that we're getting a bit of a delay going on here. But um, the best uh, post that I about Carl Weathers came from um, writer and comic book author Mark Bernardin. Or it was my favorite, I should say. My favorite. And so I figured I would read it. Um, he posted a picture of Carl Weathers on his Instagram and captured it with the following. For a brief moment pre-pandemic, I was lucky enough to develop a show that Sylvester Stallone was interested in producing. When we talked about whether he'd also star in the show, Sylvester Stallone declined. But he said, you know who would be great? Carl. I'll never forget when he came in to read for Apollo. He came in right off the plane. He looked like a sports car. He was lean and tall and muscular and beautiful. And he comes into the room and sees me, then looks at the director, and he says, so who's going to play Rocky? And I say, I am. So he goes, this chump? Okay. And that's when I knew he'd be the perfect Apollo. And Mark goes on to say, the show didn't happen. I never got to meet Carl Weathers, but he exists for me alongside Billy D. Williams as what black masculinity looked like when I was a kid. Handsome, charming, funny men who could make a mustache work. Shitty way to start Black History Month. I thought that was great. That was great. Yeah, that uh, it's it's weird to think. Like Carl Weathers and Billy D. Williams, for some reason go down in that same same vein for me as well of like that was that was the apex of like i don't know there was just a i don't want to say stereotype but it was like i don't know it was like that iconic role and from predator to yeah and anything like predator even to happy gilmore like the moment i realized that sure. chubbs and uh apollo creed were the same person <laughs> i was like my my yeah. you know 1994 mind was like blown <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean and he makes a great point about um him being like the face of black masculinity because there yeah. wasn't a ton of representation for that back then in like the 80s or whatever so you know you took what you got you got lando calrissian you got apollo creed so 
Um, uh, rest in peace, Carl Weathers. We missed for sure. Um, now we only have a couple uh, DC updates for you, and we got a Marvel thing. Um, and that's it. So we'll see if Steve and I can stretch this into our classic hour and change. Who knows? Maybe the delay that's going on between Steve and I will just get longer and longer, which will help us <laughs> stretch the show even longer. Yeah, that'll that'll change everything. Um, yeah, hopefully. Just realized there's something. Sorry, something funky with my computer going on. But we're okay now, I believe. Uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago rumors of an actress being circled for Supergirl. That actress has been found. Millie Alcock has been cast as Supergirl. House of the Dragon star as a... What was her name? Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra. Yeah. I always said Regera. No, that wasn't it. No hard Gs. Regera is uh, a different... Rhaenyra yeah, Targaryen. Has... <laughs> Let's not go down that road. Of different character. Of course it is. Of course it is. Um, uh, she has been cast as Kara Zor-El herself in James Gunn's DCU. Now, according to Deadline, Cock will appear as the character in at least one DCU project before the release of Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, her own feature film. Um, Steve, I feel like I saw a number of people, and not just like dorks like you and me, just like like actual people that are in the actual industry, people <laughs> um criticizing actual people that are in the industry actual human beings not you know mindless robots like you and i right um saying things like sure why uh sure go ahead cast uh, your whole universe before you even make a movie um that's always worked out blah 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 stuff like that you know like hello hey hey i think this means she's in superman legacy have you ever thought of that? I think right. she's in the movie that they're making right now. It makes lots of sense. Settle down, people. Um, anyway, Gunn uh, posted about it. Gunn meaning James Gunn um, posted about it saying, uh, coincidentally, Millie was the first person I brought up to Peter for this role well over a year ago. And when I had only read the comics, I was watching House of the Dragon and thought she might have the edge, the grace, and the authenticity we needed for DCU's Supergirl. And now, here we are. Life is wild sometimes. Um, so I think that's great. Steve, what do you think of Millie Alcock as Supergirl? Well, I can say the only thing that I've seen her in, in any way, shape, or form, was House of the Dragon. Uh, and she's Same. inherently no longer in that because they've moved past that storyline. Uh, unless there's a flashback or something, that's the end of her uh, there. That frees her up quite a bit yeah. for <laughs> for other roles. Um, <laughs> that said, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that'll fit fine. If Gunn thinks that's the right casting, then yeah. sure, why not? Like, she killed it in House of the Dragon, so yeah. why not? Yeah, I think she really did kill it in House of the Dragon. I thought she was really good. Um, and she kind of had to be because we went into that show knowing that this character was going to grow up over the first season and the actress was going to change. So, like, going in knowing that, like, the actress that roots you to that character has to be compelling enough to to do the job. Right. Um, and to make you care about that character so much that even when they're later replaced by another actor, you're going to still 
uh, care. And she did it. Uh, I thought she was really good. I, I, I didn't want the... I didn't want the other actor to take over. Like I thought she was so good. I right. wish they could have stayed with her. Well, and that's, so, you know, um, she also had to hold her own I against am... uh, actors like Patty Considine and Matt Smith and Risa Fons. And yeah. like, there was a ton of, a, a ton of high profile actors she had to hold her own against. So yeah, I, it, she, yeah. she definitely yeah. Uh, passed that test. Yeah, I agree. Um, and she passed James Gunn's test as well. And um, I mean, James Gunn is really good at his job, uh, but I think he's spe- he's especially good at casting. Um, you know, look at the Gardens of the Galaxy movies, his uh, the Suicide Squad. Like those are very well cast um, movies. Uh, he chooses great actors for great parts. Sometimes he writes parts specifically for actors. Um, I don't think this was the case here, clearly, but. Um, you know, I feel like he always, he always nails the casting. So, yeah. uh, I can trust him and I can trust her as an actor. So I'm good to go. I'm all in on this, all in on this. And I can almost guarantee we will see her in Superman legacy. It makes plenty of sense. That if, we would be yeah. There. If they're casting her this early, that's, that's a guarantee without a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Because he said so many times that as, as we're about to talk about, um, they're not, they're not forcing anything. Um, and uh, we can elaborate on that right now as I go into the next DCU update. Uh, a couple uh, posts from James Gunn on Threads, seemingly his new favorite social media application. Um, he said on the anniversary of him, uh, of the, uh, him making the announcement of his uh, chapter one of the DCU, Gods and Monsters, he posted, one year ago today, Peter Safran introduced our DC slate for the first time. Thanks to all of you for, uh, for the support you've given us throughout the year. Today, Superman Legacy is about to start production. Episodes of Creature Commandos are being finished that will release later this year. And at least two more projects are gearing up to go in the next couple months. Amazing scripts keep coming in and incredible talent are being attached to new projects, planned and unplanned. Thank you. Um, so, it's cool. He's Things are moving along. So according to this uh, post, scripts are coming in. They're attaching people, just not announcing things. And then someone replied to that, asking about you know what projects or you know the order or whatever. And he said, some things have shifted around. Some projects are now earlier, others later. Other new projects are still being developed. Like I said from the beginning, we are going to put things in production based on when we have a great script and nothing else. And luckily. We've had some great scripts taken by surprise. Um, I just think this is the right way to, to go about building a universe or a series of films. When the script is right, that's when you make it. And you don't start before you got a good script because the script is everything. Everything comes from the script. I mean, that's how the MCU started. I feel like he's... That's how it started. Not <laughs> current status, but... It doesn't seem... Uh, not, ne- not necessarily how it ended. That's how it started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think he's probably taking a lesson from stuff that he learned at Marvel or saw at Marvel where, you know, you got to do this in a way where, where these films and shows can, can move release dates without interrupting each other. Um, and I know that is hard to start with, and it's only going to get harder as things go on and characters, uh, you know, move forward or die or, you know, 
whatever, you know, um, it's a hard uh, thing to do, but uh, at least going in, knowing that and having that as seemingly be like a pillar of your universe, I think is really smart. Like maybe initially the Brave and the Bold Batman movie was supposed to come out after Superman Legacy, but the script isn't right yet. So Supergirl is going to come out after Superman Legacy. Like, great. And it's not going to be weird with your continuity or anything. Awesome. Can't wait. That's a great way to do it. Just give me the stuff that's ready. Give me the stuff that's good. Don't give me the stuff that is forced. Don't force something just because you told us it was going to be at a certain date right. three years ago. You know what I mean? Because that's how you get into trouble. So Marvel got into trouble. Yeah, it is. It's shocking. I, I feel like you and I mentioned this a long time ago when we started doing this podcast. But I feel like we had a conversation about how crazy it is that there hadn't been any uh like scheduling conflicts or major train wrecks uh, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And there wasn't for a long time. And they made it pretty much, I mean, not that every movie was an A+, but they told that Infinity Saga pretty pr pretty flawlessly up through Endgame. And then uh, and the wheels started to come off uh, the wagon. And I, I still think there's, you know, they're not fully off. They're going to get it back, I believe. I believe they're going to get it back. But um, it seems like uh, James Gunn is very much not very much trying to avoid that situation that he sees Marvel in. Yeah, that's seems like there's I don't know, there's some room for him to play around and he should be able to at least take off in the plane. Uh, you know, Marvel's having trouble landing the <laughs> right. plane right now, but like there's a solid base and a solid way <laughs> yeah. to you know uh, direction for them to go so uh it seems like the only place to go is up and yeah. you know this casting definitely fits in that vein so yeah i think to go off your uh plane metaphor i feel like marvel just doesn't want the plane to ever land like the closest they came to landing was endgame and yeah. then they just like maybe they just refueled did a touch and, and go and trying to yeah. keep it up there ever since i'm like yeah like sometimes you gotta land a plane and let it sit for a little bit yeah you know sometimes you gotta let a character that's what, uh, that's what star wars is <laughs> learning um, or a universe rest yeah yeah or you gotta like um i mean the problem with i mean you could say this is a problem with comic books too but um uh with the the MCU, it's like every movie, if you're not going to have an ending, like Endgame was an ending, you know, they could have stopped there. They could have paused for a year Yeah, there, you know, and we all would have been fine with it, but they just, they didn't, they kept cranking out movies. Um, but Endgame was such a great ending. Um, if you don't have an ending, at least every once in a while, if you don't push pause, if you don't end something, then everything just feels like a second act. And you're just spinning your wheels to try to avoid ending anything, you know? And that's what, I mean, comics are like that too, because it just has to be the next issue and the next issue and the next issue and the next issue. They're never going to stop making Spider-Man comics. They're never going to stop making Superman or Batman comics. Right. Um, so you just have to find a way to keep it going. And I think that's more noticeable in a film series <laughs> if you're just spinning your wheels um, and not really moving the characters forward than it is in the comics because comics yeah. can get rewritten and rebooted at any at any moment 
um, films can't really do that. So uh, the other thing that I think uh, the folks at Disney could uh, learn from, James Gunn was asked about uh, why Creature Commandos is coming out first. Why is the Creature Commandos an animated show, the first entry in his DCU? And he said, well, because it was written and ready to go. And we thought it would work well as an aperitif to the DCU before the meal of Superman Legacy. Now, I'm just realizing that there's a part of this that I did not, that I forgot to add to this. Um, and the part that I really wanted to stress, a very smart thing that he's doing, he said, Creature Commandos, someone asked how long Creature Commandos is going to be or how long he, how he determines how many episodes each series will have. And he said, each series or amount of episodes is dependent upon the story that's being told. Creature Commandos is seven episodes. Like, wow, what a great idea. That's a weird concept. <laughs> Maybe write the story and figure out, <laughs> it's a very weird concept, figure out how many episodes it takes to tell that story. Don't just try to fill episodes or squeeze into a six episodes. Like if it's seven, yeah, seven's a weird number. But if that's the right number of episodes, that's the right number of episodes. How many times have we seen a 10-episode series that could have been eight? Plenty of times. Plenty of times. So I think that's smart. Did I lose you? Or are we just... No, hello? you're just gapping. Oh, wow. That bad? Yep. Um, wow. Okay. Um, I'm going to sign off and sign back on again, see if that fixes it. And if you want to dig into the, uh, yeah. Marvel thing, you can, or you can wait 10 seconds or vamp. I'll be right back. <laughs> He'll be right back folks. Uh, yeah. So, um, DC is handled and, uh, we are on to the minor bit of Marvel news that we've gotten, uh, in what seems to be, I guess, uh, logo watch this week. Um, Kevin Feige was at the Saturn Awards and, you know, he's one to wear a hat. Uh, this week, Kevin Feige's hat, which uh, he's before worn various uh, various things on his noggin, uh, this one included a Deadpool logo. Now, that Deadpool logo uh, was not your standard Deadpool face that we've all come to know and laugh at. Uh, it was half Deadpool and half Wolvie classic uh, yellow suit mask. So really, really, uh, <laughs> really cool looking. Uh, seems to be a one-off. The only, the only, I guess, replica of it has been a fan-made version that kept showing up on social media. Um, nothing official has been released with that logo on it, but it was a, a cool little, cool little nod to the fact that. Uh, Deadpool and Hugh Jackman's Wolverine uh, are appearing in the film together for the first time since that movie that never happened, also known as X-Men Origins Wolverine. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, holy crap. You responded in a timely manner, Mike. You might be back. I did, huh? Well, see, yeah. I thought it was you that wasn't responding in a timely manner, so it was probably me, though. Yeah, I was waiting like um, five seconds for you to respond to anything I was saying. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, dude. And sorry for the listeners that if that's going to bother you. I, I think it's okay um, on the audio. I think we're, we didn't overlap oh, too much. Wow. Well, okay then. It may be confusing well, at various okay. points, but we should be good. 
I was on a podcast once um, and something got weird with the audio where as, as the podcast went on, um, my audio track got further and further ahead of the host's audio track. So by the end, I was like answering questions that she hadn't even, I would start answering a question before she asked it. Like it was impossible to listen to. Wow. <laughs> like the first, first half of it, a good, certainly a good listen, but it just got insane by the end. Great. So, you know, this um, is uh, anyway, a, so yeah. a look behind the mask. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio, I can't fix anything because we don't do this the right way and record individual tracks and I merge them together and whatnot. I do this a lazy way of just recording what we record live in Discord. So uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to hey, start just paying us money, I will record this the right way and make Mike record his track and edit it and do the whole nine. But until then, here we yeah. are. Yeah. Um, At the mercy of people leaving yeah, we're food just reviews. Straight up live. Yeah. I don't know if. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, if anyone ever uh, that listens or watches this wonders, but no, we don't ever edit this <laughs> podcast. We just go. Straight I feel like if anybody listens, we say something. Dumb, they understand so. that. They know. <laughs> they they're like either wow, either they don't edit anything or they're really bad at editing because <laughs> they could have trimmed that rant down. Yep. quite a bit. Nah. Um, so yeah, Deadpool three. Yeah, Deadpool three logo. The only movie I'm excited this about this year. Twenty sixth. Well, here's the thing. I was reading this story, and yes, I am excited about Deadpool three. But I'm not like fully. I'm also. I'm also. I should say it like this. I'm also wary of Deadpool three, because it's like a multiverse. From all the rumors we've seen, it's another multiversal thing. Yeah. With tons of returning characters, rumored, rumored. And I'm kind of feeling burnt out on multiversal things. And I just want like a story that is a story in its own universe. And I don't, I mean, it's going to be cool to see Hugh Jackman again, but I was never someone that really wanted him to come back. And like, I was done with the Fox X-Men universe. And like, this will be fun to see them again, but it all depends on what happens and how the movie handles that. Now, if I think that there's one character that could do it in a way that wouldn't make me roll my eyes. It's Deadpool. It's Ryan Reynolds. So I'm still holding out hope. And of course, I'm going to see this movie. Of right. course, I'm going to see this movie. And I'm sure that it'll you know make me laugh and be great fun. Um, I just hope I like it more than I've liked other multiversal crossover films that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, the saving grace to that Without is... The saving grace to that is it's Ryan Reynolds and it's Deadpool and it should have hilarity ensuing. Um, the yeah. the biggest, in all honesty, think about multiverse movies that you've actually liked. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I was, wasn't even counting that because it's not comic book based, but yeah. No, but it's a multiverse movie that works and you know why it works. It doesn't take itself too seriously. And you know what Deadpool's not going to do? Take itself too yeah. seriously. Yeah. So. Yep. And I, because I, I feel like, um, it's going to have, it will, it will likely have less reverence for that Fox Marvel X Men universe, um, than say, Sony had for. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. You know what I mean? So this, like this is the movie um, series that introduced all of X-Force to throw them out of a plane and splat them. 
Yeah. There was exactly. a five minute segment yeah. where they introduced it all of be, them and chucked them out of a plane. <laughs> it would be really funny if they introduced like the entirety of that X-Men cast. Yep. You know, James Marsden, Famke Jansen, Halle Berry, and then they just all immediately died. Yeah. Like it's kind of recycling that joke from Deadpool too, but I would take it. It would be even funnier if it was these huge stars that we were all hyped for to see again. <laughs> and then they were just gone killed yep that'd be pretty great oh yeah and I, it wouldn't i would not I, put it past I, him i think it's possible yeah. yeah um i think it's possible but yeah i mean look at the rest of the superhero slate for the year like outside of dune there is not a movie i'm looking more forward to this year than deadpool 3 steve you must be forgetting about madam webb coming out next week i think is outside of dune there's not a- <laughs> yeah valentine <laughs> Yeah, it's coming out on Valentine's Day. But yeah, uh, my wife and I are not going to that on Valentine's Day. I can tell you that. I showed her the trailer for that. Do you know what her reaction was? If I'll be going to see it. Her reaction was literally, Uh, what the F did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. I can't decide if I'm going to go see that or not. I almost want to to see how bad Uh, it is, but do I pay the money to. Yeah, same do that yeah Yeah, i don't i don't think so like maybe we wait a couple Um, weeks and get like go in as the only people in the theater mst3k it and record it yeah maybe (laughs) yeah it honestly fully depends on how busy i am when it comes out and february is looking pretty busy for me so i don't know if uh i don't know if it'll happen so february is always pretty busy for you true yes i am in my Currently in my ninth year of uh, the February album writing month challenge, writing 14 songs in 28 days. Fortunately, it's a leap year, so I get a, I get an extra day. There you go. This year. Usually you're done in like three um, weeks, so. <laughs> uh, well, last year I went above and beyond and I did 20 songs. Mm-hmm. So that took mm, the entirety of the time. That was too much. I'm not doing that again. Too much. Too much. Fair enough. Um, uh, speaking of Deadpool 3, Matthew Vaughn, famed director Matthew Vaughn, who I guess is rebooting his uh, kick-ass movies. Yeah. Strange. I don't know if anyone really wants those, but whatever. Uh, he recently, he also directed um, one of my favorite X-Men movies, X-Men First Class. And uh, he apparently has seen Deadpool 3, and uh, he gave an interview this week saying that it, he promises Deadpool 3 will be a jolt to the Marvel brand. Um, that will bring that body back to life. This is quote, bring that body back to life, referring to the MCU as a dead body, apparently. Yeah, that's uh, the only reason I'm even thinking about that quote is because of the, like, you, you normally wouldn't drop a quote like that pissing off the mouse when they're paying your paycheck. Yeah. But also, like, yeah. You know, it, it didn't seem like the normal coach speak of like saying saying nothing in the interview right. while saying something. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's hope. And like you say they're paying his check. I don't think that he's I don't think he's being paid, but he doesn't work for Disney, I don't think. Like uh, true. I think he did like the Kingsman. He does the Kingsman movies, they're not Disney. So no, you're right. He can say whatever he wants. Which also means he doesn't have to praise Deadpool 3. So he's probably being honest about it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know why I thought he was tied to something um, that the mouse was doing. Uh, nope. I don't know. No, because he he gets he's someone who gets rumored to do superhero movies often, and you know so that might have been what it was. Besides the X Men one, I don't. Yeah, his name pops like his name's been circling for uh, the Authority for the DCU, and also the Supergirl Woman of the Tomorrow movie. So, yep. um, who knows if that'll happen? But I think his name gets thrown around a lot as a possible director. Um, speaking of directors, I um and Deadpool. Um, this is something that I, I, uh, I'm remembering that I read and it's just because we, uh, talked a week or two ago about a new Jurassic Park movie, sorry, Jurassic World movie. Mm -hmm. Um, it was reported this week that, uh, David Leach, who directed Deadpool 2, uh, will be directing, uh, the new Jurassic World, I believe is Deadpool 2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause Tim someone did the first one and david leach is the john wick guy he came and did number two and uh now he's going to direct a jurassic world movie so steve what do you think about the john wick action guy directing a jurassic world movie i think they're just going to lean into everything they've leaned into in jurassic world as we see it like they're just gonna i I don't know is that is that turning it into the you know we're not going full michael bay transformers but like just turn it into an action spectacle and see what happens. Yeah. I kind of wouldn't mind that. I feel like I like his name attached to it. Cause I feel like he's not a director that I would, uh, he's not who I would have picked for a Jurassic world movie, but knowing his kind of hardcore, um, uh, action sensibilities, I don't know how that translates to dinosaurs, but that could be pretty great could be pretty great yeah and i would love that like give me less nostalgia and just give me some kind of crazy balls to the wall action movie with dinosaurs heck yeah take that any day of the week um now steve i do not have a comic to review this week um i did not secure one from our friends at funky Tonic comics but you do i however did what do you got buddy i have moon man number one uh this would be a virgin cover that i'm a sucker for every time i see one um nice yeah solid art from i believe this cover was uh erica de urso um but the the comic itself is written by uh scott muscuddy who you might know as kid cuddy um alongside Eisner-nominated oh. co-writer Kyle Higgins. So this is Kid Cudi's comic debut. Um, Kyle Higgins did Radiant Black. Uh, and then uh, Marco Licati on the art, which oh, yeah, I, nice. I, I'm loving the art. It's a very, very unique style. Um, almost, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to put my brain on who it reminds me of. Uh, it's pretty raw. It's pretty... Um, I was just reading uh, since or, uh, Jesus. I was just reading some Spider-Man that had similar art style, um, but a very, you know, uh, I guess almost elemental kind of look to it. Uh, raw edges, um, kind of yeah, scrappy, scrappy. But um, story 
uh, what's that? No, I think our delay is back. Oh, I'm okay. Responding in it. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so our, our story is, you know, based around, uh, a guy coming back from a moon mission, uh, trying to land on, or, uh, everybody for basically for these guys coming back from a private company's moon mission. Um, there's some controversy in the town that this Ramon, uh, your main character lives in, uh, is to the SpaceX equivalent. Um, and basically comes back and finds out he has superpowers, you know, standard, standard trope, but also, uh, you know, a good setup. It felt felt good, felt paced well, um, felt like a decent setup for what's to come. Um I would definitely recommend at least having a read of it. So it's uh it's cool. it's it's setting a stage. It's not um you know, it wasn't an A plus, but it wasn't uh it was definitely uh solid material making me want to pick up uh pick up a second and see where it goes. Nice. So awesome yeah, dude. Did not uh and in all honesty, I did not expect that going into, you know, you, you see, you see people like guest writing comics and you're like, all right, what's, is it going to be, what's it going to be? And, uh, he seems to get it. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with it. It was, it was a good hit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, speaking of comics, what, uh, else have you read? How is your 1000 comics in 2024 going? I can tell you're opening a spreadsheet as I'm asking you, <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well, Mike, you know me so well. Um, yeah, the, uh, uh, we are up to 89. I believe the next time we speak, we'll be over a hundred for the year. Um, Primarily, this week has been a good chunk of the original run of the Superior Spider-Man by Dan Slott, uh, going back and forth between the Umberto Ramos uh, art and Ryan Stegman art, uh, both of which are always absolutely baller. Um, this this whole run of trying to get into the mind of Otto Octavius as Peter Parker, uh, it's just it's it's well done. It's, it's a fun read. It's, uh, keeps you, keeps you engaged. Uh, and yeah, great hit. Uh, this week also hit Avengers twilight, which, uh, through two issues continues to be awesome. Same thing with Duke, uh, world tree seven, uh, great. Wolverine, uh, 42, the second issue of Sabretooth war, uh, Hulk eight, which is still horror. Hulk is my favorite Hulk. um, and then Dead X Men number one, so uh, all in all, it was it was a pretty pretty good week. Uh, no no real stinkers. Um, couple that were quite good in Avengers and Duke and Dead X Men and uh, Hulk and Moon Man were all you know top notch. So uh, even the new stuff I picked up was good. So I'll take it. How was uh, Dead X Men? Dead X Men was good. Um, weird, but good. Uh, so we're uh, I'm I'm gonna hang out to that one. But uh, yeah, it, it it has a lot of promise. The question is where they go with it. I See, like when the X Men get weird. Oh yeah, so that's, that's that's where they excel. 
that's their their best place is when they get when when things get yeah. sideways. It's like, all right, this is this is a good X story. Nice. Um, do you have any lined up that you're about to dive into for this coming week? Uh, no, actually, floppies wise, I am up to date. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So the, the I guess that's part of what this is done. I just don't know if you had like a if you had a, a list of to go. Uh like no, a, I'm just kind of you were pulling from. Gotcha. No, I'm just kind of continuing. So I'm doing Superior Spider-Man on the Marvel Unlimited app. Uh and then uh it was debating whether or not to grab something off the shelf and kind of uh run run both at the same time, but we're coming up on Wednesday, so got to see what I grab tomorrow and how uh how things are going so what uh what's what's showing up tomorrow mike speaking of tomorrow steve what a segue my friend what a segue you gave me right there this week in your local comic book store yeah alien number four antarctica number eight avengers number 10 batman number 142 birds of prey number six can't wait for that Captain America, number six. Daredevil Gang War, number three. I did not know this was a thing that was happening, but boy, do I love this title. DC's How to Lose a Guy Gardener in 10 Days. It's a one-shot. Definitely picking that up. Doctor Strange, number 12. Fantastic Four, number 17. Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville, number six of six. The end of that miniseries. Gunslinger Spawn, number 28. Kneel Before Zod, number two. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, The Return, number one. Poison Ivy, number 19. Sensational She-Hulk, number five. Shazam, number eight. Star Trek Defiant, number 11. Star Wars Mace Windu, big number one for the Star Wars crowd. Suicide Squad Kill Arkham Asylum. It's a tie-in to the uh, video game. About to be released. Superman 78, The Metal Curtain, number four. Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Saturday Morning Adventures, number 10. Thanos, number three. Thundercats, number one. The Return of the Thundercats. Ultimate Black Panther, number one. Venom, 30. Wolverine, Madripoor Knights, number one. And X-Men, 31. Steve, what of this illustrious list, if any, will you be picking up this Wednesday? Uh, I already have ultimate black panther pulled because that's just going to be good uh i don't know if you heard yeah. that that is already going to a second to. printing uh so based on pre-orders alone they're Ooh. already running that to a second printing wow um thundercats one i may pick up just because that was you know my youth uh Madripoor knights looks like a cool tale of wolverine cap and uh, black widow back in uh back in Madripoor. so that'll be Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that that combo is always good. Uh, and then, uh, actually, Neil Before Zod. Did you read number one for Neil Before Zod? Because I heard it was a banger. No, I missed Neil Before Zod. Yeah, I may see. Oh, if, really? Cool. Yeah, I may see if uh, see if uh, Funky Town's got one of the back issues floating around. But heard it was great. So, um, looking looking down that uh, that avenue. If not, I'll pick it up and trade. You nice, awesome. Um. Uh. Well, these are my my two regular pulls are on here: Birds of Prey and Poison Ivy. Um, kind of looking at Star Wars Mace Windu. Like that seems interesting. Um, to be honest with you, just because I don't know much about him, and uh, you know, 
there's not there's not much out there about him as far as you gotta read i mean i'm sure you gotta read shatterpoint mike but um there was a full novel about him yeah of course i have to oh yeah of course there was of course there was i'm sorry steve and i'm sorry to all the star (laughs) wars novel people i'm Um, probably the only one that you're talking um, to here (laughs) yeah that's probably true (laughs) Uh, also, there's no way. It, I mean, if Funky Town ordered it, there's no way that I'm not um, walking out with How to Lose a Guy Gardener in Ten Days. That's such a funny uh, title and a way to use that character. Pump him up a bit before uh, he gets a live action debut in Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My, uh, I feel like most of the time because I'm because I'm trying to cut down on new uh, single issues that I'm buying, and I'm doing a okay job um not the best job but an okay one uh i often find myself looking more when i'm at funky town i often find myself looking more through the back issues than looking at stuff that's been that came out you know within the last weeks or year or whatever like i'm trying to find just cool old vintage or you know whether whether it's 90s vintage or like true 70s or 60s vintage like just something with a cool cover or you know some kind of cool design or an issue i'd never seen before or just you know all that kind of stuff and they have it so i don't know i i could i could flip through uh old vintage comics all day long for sure and have (laughs) no it's there and the back issues are always solid yeah for sure um well, see that well that's we've come to the end of the rundown did we actually do a shorter show this time for once i think yeah we're at 45 minutes you know what it was wow. there was no there was no arbitrary wow. star wars news yeah yeah the star wars news really gets us going i mean sure. there was one bit of star wars news that maybe yeah. we'll we'll consider a one shot uh for for anyone who didn't see it uh, officially today um gina carano for some ungodly reason is oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, attempting to sue lucasfilm and disney for her firing also for some reason that i can't comprehend said lawsuit is being bankrolled by elon musk because whatever um i think that's the extent of what we're going to discuss of this because it's dumb but uh maybe down the road yeah. we'll end up having to cover something regarding it um but yeah that's that's the extent of there's our star no, wars news for the week there's no way she wins that i you're you don't take on yeah. the mouse especially with a lawsuit that you don't you you're not going there's to no win way. They, there's no way that somewhere in her contract it didn't say something like we can fire you for any reason whenever yeah. we want because we're disney like she definitely signed something that said something like that and it doesn't like they fired her because she was being a Nazi on social media and they asked her to stop. I think at least once, maybe multiple times, ask her to stop and she just didn't. So they could say she just wasn't following the rules or whatever. Like they have plenty. There's no way that there's no way she wins that lawsuit. I don't care how much money Elon Musk has. There's no way that she wins that. Yeah. Zero. Yep. Just trying to get her name in a headline and she did that, I guess, but. Uh, other well, other things I I learned. Um, I need to get my uh Ultimate Spider-Man number one Chichetto variant, uh, with the black suit slabbed yesterday. 
because uh, currently a 9.8 of that is going for $190 for a book that came out two weeks Whoa. ago. <laughs> wow, Steve. A raw. Grab, buddy. A raw is going for like 60 bucks, $66, $83. Jesus. Yeah. Um, be right back. Yeah, I'm just it. going to CBCS and sending Great. that in. Yeah, man, do that for <laughs> sure. Oh, wow. Playing, playing with house money book. on that three dollar investment. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! Well, if you out there um, also have a pristine copy of that book, you know what to do. Absolutely, you know what to do. And uh, I think we're out of news, so I think I'm, you know, shorter show. I didn't, I didn't say it was going to be a shorter show. Maybe that's why. That Steve, might be the that's key. Why? Because anytime I announce that it's probably going to be a shorter show, yep. we always go way long at least an hour and change so yeah. that's probably why sorry everybody my fault my fault but <laughs> since we're wrapping up thief why don't we wrap this up sure why not uh as far as wrap-up goes feel free to leave us a podcast review at apple music or apple Podcasts now sorry uh if you would like to do that and you would really like to uh watch us eat food on the show leave us a review on uh <laughs> on there with um no urls in the review hint hint to people that i know left a review uh don't put a link in there and we mm-hmm. may get it um if you do that we'll uh we'll do what we can and um you know maybe in the future have uh have other things tied to that but we got to make sure you know the comments for some reason work first um beyond that feel free to get a hold right. of us at the multiverse report.com on your socials uh, uh, uh on your socials at the multiverse report on threads or blue sky uh check us out on youtube if you're watching us on youtube thank you hi brian um beyond that uh just hello brian yeah get a hold of us whenever you can however you can we're gonna be around we'll be at uh the aforementioned syracuse collectors con and uh go from there yeah Come uh, listen to us next week, which will be on a Sunday, hopefully back to our normal podcasting day. And until then, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the multiverse.